Bend it in front of this guy's face. A stupid Irwin. With Joe Reynolds. Joe Reynolds. With a touchdown by Reynolds. And Adam Wakefield. Adam Wakefield. There's a cat on the field who's giving him the business. Always like this guy. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Hey, keep whacking them boys, bro. They do not like that. Everybody's gonna eat! Welcome to the Three Pod Perry Cat. Hey yo! What up? What up? What up? Welcome to the season preview version of the Brapod. Now rest in peace podcast. Yeah, I wonder uh, where our new home is. We we've been living in Baltimore for a few years now, and uh, and we're ready for for a change. We're ready for something new. Or maybe the Rapod Pennycast is sooner than we could have all imagined. Um, there's nothing like recording a podcast and watching a high-profile college football game on the TV at the same time. It's a beautiful time of the year. I don't even know what – I haven't watched a single game yet. That's so sad. You're living a sad life. No, nah, I'm over college football. That's so sad. Um, we have a lot of house cleaning to do with uh, – Couple name changes happening today. Big steps for for Matt and Josh going to nuclear options and uh, post Mahomes. Really proud of the two of them. Yeah, Matt. I think you could have done. Uh, I think there were other nuke puns in there that I would have preferred, but but you know what? I'm proud of you, buddy. He tried. He tried, which is more than we could say for the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, couple high profile injuries since we last talked. Jarek McKinnon being the biggest one. Mm. Sorry, Sam. Um, Marquise Lee is out for the year, which Andy's wide receiver core was already. Who could have have predicted (laughs) a receiver for Andy's team, not being able to produce this year. Um, and then, uh, I guess not an injury, but Martavis Bryant is cut and will not be doing anything. Probably suspended Uh too. It's coming, coming. Yeah. Adam Shaheen, who probably could have, gotten a couple starts this year could have been useful for john um and then alshon starting on the pup yeah <clears throat> shaheen is uh ir designated to return but yeah so. yeah no, still Al- kind of kills his I value alshon was not put on the pup was he he i saw something no. like he was pulled off but he's still not expected to play the yeah first, couple first weeks. two weeks he won't play but they don't think it's going to be the full six weeks so they're not there he's on the 53 man active i got you um, and then there was a trade today. Josh and I uh, made a swap. I gave him Kyle Oletta, and I got his 2019 fourth round pick. So not exactly a blockbuster. But what did you? Uh, when did you take Laletta? I took him in the fourth round. Okay, so pretty. And fair. I, I mean, I was gonna cut him, and I knew Josh wanted him, so I figured I'd get something back and let Josh just have him. Right. Um, Add him to his collection. Yeah. Be able to recoup my asset. So. Um, and then finally free agency and cuts are going on today. Um, and he picked up a bunch of guys who were cut last week in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Scott got an interesting guy with Luke Wilson is probably going to be the lions starting tight end. Yeah. I wonder if he will, uh, eclipse his like college and NFL, I think season high of catches is like eight. 
Oh yeah, he might hit double. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a true. It's like eight or twelve or something like that. Like even in college, he never had more than like twenty catches in a season. Well, with what I can tell, Scott's going to be starting him in week one. Well, Scott should hit me up. Yeah, I have a b- bunch of tight ends too, but Scott, I've offered Scott about seven thousand trades this off season. We haven't been able to get anything done. Um, Christine Michael is not dead. He got picked up today. You know, I thought about putting in a waiver claim on him. I did. I did too, but I'm all in on the Jordan Wilkins train. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a fan too, but you never know how a backfield like that's going to shake out. Thought it might be worth a dart throw, but I figured Andy would be going in like $150 on Christine Michael, <laughs> so um, I decided <laughs> to go a different route. Uh, so, yeah. That brings me to another point. This like blind bid auction for free agency. I'm always so worried that somebody's going to take the guy I want, so I always put $100 on one guy, and then nobody bids on the guy I want that I think is the most obvious claim. It happens every time. Yep. Um, But the one guy I was heavily considering and was my number two option was Swag Kelly, who Josh got and absolutely needs, apparently. uh, Someone that I was also going to put a claim in, although – wasn't there was some talk that the other day when they claimed who did they they just claimed Kevin Hogan? Yeah. So I don't know if they were worried that maybe he was going to get cut, but I I can't imagine that. Well, he's going to go to die on Josh's roster. Right. Um. All right. That's all I have for house cleaning, other than the fact that we're going to see each other in three days. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll do a quick. Uh. uh a... Thursday night recap. What? Yeah. Maybe we'll do something like that. Yeah, it's a pretty good game, too. Eagles and Falcons. Are there two games on Thursday? or just... No, one on Thursday, two on Monday. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Eagles-Falcons. So there's a lot of fantasy lot, options. A lot of that fantasy roll them, boys. Go off on Thursday night. Um, but the season preview is uh, just going to be like a version of the newsletter. Um, so I'm going to read it off, talk about what I have for projected win total, and we'll go off just um, how people finish – in order from last season. Um, so with first off, we will start with the premier division, the division that won the rivalry last year. And that is title town. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm, Oh no, Andy doesn't have a title either. I was going to say I was the only one without a title, you also but, didn't win the title last year, but you know, yeah, the abusement park had a historic 2017 se- season with an unbelievable 12 win campaign. But the playoffs resulted in all too, too familiar finish with yet another choke of an ending. With that in the background, the always active franchise made a couple splash moves this offseason to help make a push for what projects as another dominant season and should be the favorite in the title town division to get to the championship. The team has star power littered at every position with the likes of Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, and Travis Kelsey. Doesn't really display a weak spot anywhere on the roster. The projected win total I have is 11 and a half. How many games do we play? 14 in the regular season? 13. 13. 13. I went 12 and 1 last season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably I, – I can't see unless, you know, major injuries happen or whatever or you just hit a bad week. It's going to be tough for anyone to beat you. Yeah, I, I think I'm a lock for the division, um, but I have such demons in the playoffs that I don't want to guarantee anything. Um, 
So, 11.5 I felt like was a good number. Um, then moving on to another team who had a name change, and I think for the worse, Jimmy Jesus of Suburbia. That's just a mouthful. Um, this franchise has undergone yet another name change this offseason, potentially to help shake off the demons from last season. 2017 looked special early on when S- Sam got off to an 8-1 and start and heavily in contention for a division title. After that, they proceeded to drop their next five games, including a first-round exit in the playoffs. Despite the name change, this remains one of the deepest teams in the league, and they had a pretty solid offseason, adding playmakers like Nelson Aguilar and Calvin Ridley. Um, Incumbents Jarek McKinnon, who is now hurt, I guess I should update this, and Vance McDonald have also vaulted into more prominent fantasy football roles. The place where this team really shines, though, is with a pair of young star quarterbacks in Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo. With some good fortune, they could potentially compete for their first division title, but undoubtedly remain a favorite for a playoff spot from Title Town Division. Projected win total, eight. Yeah, that might be – eight probably sounds good. I might lean on the under just because some some tough injury luck there. Yeah, that was – but I wrote all that before McKinnon got right. Now that running back court is a lot thinner. And even, even Wentz isn't going to be starting week one. Who knows if right. he'll actually be ready to go. When he is ready, I'm sure he's not going to be running as much, so that's going to you know take away some of his value. Um, yeah, I, but he has one of the better quarterback situations. He's still going to be able to start Garoppolo and Derek Carr. I know, but I, still. I'm with you on that though. You're just that much closer to another you know tough tough situation. I could have probably ticked that down another half game or even a game, because um, the next team we're going to talk about. I like more and more every day, and that is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who have not been active on the fantasy football site in over two months. <laughs> um, this was one of, if not the biggest surprises of the 2017 season. The team had low expectations entering the year and then was injury-riddled on top of that. Despite all of this, they fought their way into the playoffs and fell just short of their second title. It wouldn't be a shock to see them make another deep playoff run because this team has about as much star power as anyone. With Russell Wilson, Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Odell Beckham, Marvin Jones, and Jordan Reed. It also appears they knocked another draft out of the park with Royce Freeman and James Washington in the first two rounds. And if they do get into the playoffs, the Saskatchewan Rough Raiders are as dangerous as anyone with a 5-1 and career record in the postseason. Projected win total I have for them is also 8. Man, I don't think anyone has a better running back core than Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, that's three. And it, it got even back. better because he has Alfred Morris. Yeah, geez. who now is probably going to be the starter in San Francisco. Good on you, Jimmy. And with how good Jimmy's running back core is and his receiver core is, you'd think he'd trade for a third quarterback, but he still has Brian Hoyer. So <laughs> that's why I have his win total at eight. It probably could be nine, nine and a half, but he's given away two games by only starting one quarterback probably. Yeah. Um. Then we have – um. Post Mahomes, um, one of the most decorated franchises in the league, had quite the roller coaster of a season in 2017, starting 0 3, but then pulled out seven of their next eight and looked poised for yet another playoff appearance. Then finally dropped their last two and missed out on a tiebreaker to miss the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. And it looks like missing the playoffs may be a trend because the talent level on this roster just doesn't look the same as it has been in the past despite some bright spots like Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Evan Ingram, and Kyle Rudolph. Projected win total, four. Yeah, 
Yeah, Josh doesn't have a very good team. <laughs> well, so we, it, yeah, it's tough. I mean, even okay, thir- it's thirteen games. Yeah, thirteen. So four and nine. So I don't. Know, did you do the math on all the win losses to make? I sure did. Even I tough? did. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I I might even take the under. Who knows? You're always going to get those weeks where you have guys who go off, but. Yeah, and he's and I mean he's got six games against me, Sam, and Jimmy, so that's not an easy stretch, right? Um, and then for the last team in Title Town, we have the famous Luckness Monsters. Twenty seventeen was the season from hell for the Luckness Monsters. Projected in the preseason to be one of the best squads out there, got off to a one in ten start and finished with the second worst season in league history. Led by a slew of injuries and then a few bad trades, the team went into a full-blown rebuild mode and can see some hope for 2018. Saquon Barkley is a can't-miss prospect. The return of Andrew Luck and an improved wide receiver core should help, but depth seems to be a huge issue and could be the primary hamstring to a potential playoff run. Projected win total, five and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely see Andy Andy's roster if Luck steps up and Cam has another MVP like season, you know, he could easily win eight, nine, 10 games. Um, but, but that, that's a lot of things that have to break his way. And, you know, Saquon needs to be as good as we think he is. And, and, uh, you know, he needs to stay healthy. Like you said, that's a pretty big issue. So, um, I think I, I would probably take the over if I had to make a bet on five and a half, but, um, but I don't think it's too much over probably, six and I, I maybe wouldn't take that better or if it was seven I definitely wouldn't and he's he hasn't had a great offseason either with the Marquise Lee going down Devontae Parker not being able to catch footballs as a receiver true and Rashad Penny having a terrible offseason from what we thought originally right um, moving on to the meme lords where the championship came out of last year was sorry for partying 2017 was the year for Sorry for Partying. First a division title and then the league championship. They were benefited by a weak division in the regular season that allowed them to weave through some injury issues. And then in the playoffs, Todd Gurley happened. Carried the squad to their first title. 2018 looks even more promising with little to no offseason injuries and what looks to be a strong rookie draft with Carrion Johnson, Anthony Miller, and Michael Gallup now on board. They should be a favorite to repeat as Meme Lords division champ and should make a strong run at potentially defending their 2017 championship with fantasy football's number one quarterback, running back, and tight end. Projected win total is nine. Yeah, you know, not to not to brag, but... I, also, I, breaking news, uh, Ricky Aguayo just missed his first field goal attempt of the offseason, so shout out, John. Sorry, go ahead. Didn't he just get cut? Oh, wait, is there a new Aguayo? <laughs> yeah, there's a new Aguayo at Florida State. Oh, okay, interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, anyway, yeah, but the other Aguayo just got cut from the Chargers like yesterday. Um, anyway, yeah, like uh, pretty happy with my running back core. Really built it from basically nothing, and now I have five guys who I'd be happy with any of them stepping in any week. And and the the tight end is a position that I've kind of identified as a a weak point in the league, and I've been trying to accumulate that and I feel like I've done that quarterback is definitely my big weak link it's Aaron Rodgers but we you know he has gone down with injuries in the past and behind him is just 
Ryan Tannehill trotting out every week and maybe Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, if you had if you had even like a competent QB two, I think your win total would be like ten and a half, eleven up there with me. <clears throat> yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm pretty happy with where I am. Yep, no doubt. Um so then we have TBD, who finished second last year, who, to be determined, was nuclear options. Um, the darling of the 2016 offseason looked poised to make a stamp on the league last season and start off 4-1 and one before losing five in a row and backing in the playoffs in a bad division. But late in the season, the team seemed to get back on track and probably would have played for the league title if not for a four-touchdown game from Todd Gurley in the semis. 2018 does not look as promising with a serious void at running back despite a load of wide receiver and tight end talent on the roster. If only trades were allowed in this league. <laughs> Nuclear options should still be in contention for a playoff spot with this weaker division, and, but has a shot at the division title, looks far from reach barring a drastic move. Projected win total is five. I, I mean, I think probably just because the division is kind of weak, I, I would take the over on that. I think I think five is probably a little low, but yeah. But he right now at running back, Matt is trotting out C.J. Anderson, Marshawn Lynch, and Joe Mixon. Who's his RB four? His RB four would probably Mike be Mike Gillisley, who was just picked up by the Saints. Oh, Matt. And then Nick Chubb. Matt, you could have had, like, the world for Nick Chubb. You still probably can. Make it happen, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, the projected win total will probably be even a little higher if I believe that he would be willing to make a trade for a running back because his roster's deep everywhere else. Um, but moving on to the Swans, who came out with a fire video this week the introduction had me laughing out loud it was funny i liked it other than the luckness monsters this team was the biggest disappointment of 2017 following up a historic 12 and 1 season with a 1 and 7 start but then pulled off a late season run to sneak into the playoffs only to find themselves with a first round exit 2018 looks like a bounce back year for the swans loaded with a core of drew Brees, alvin Kamara, julio jones Devonte adams and jimmy graham it also looks like they aced the draft with strong offseason reports on Sam Darnold, Dante Pettis, and Mike Gesicki. This team should compete for a division title and loom large in the league championship discussion. Projected win total is eight and a half. Yeah, John, John's easily my, my biggest concern in, in the division. No offense to my other divisional foes, but uh, John just has so much star power. And, you know, he's also got that, that stack ability with both Ryan and Julio and then Breeze and uh Breeze and uh fucking Kamara. So that that's that's someone, you know, John who knows, he might have a week where he just blows the scoring record out of the water if if those both those stacks happen to go off in the same week. Um so yeah, Matt or John's got a lot a lot going for him. Yep. Hundred percent. He the the games between you and him are gonna be going to be uh, probably the game of the week both times. Um, then we have OOO Fitzmagic, which his season preview video was incredible, and the last graphic was incredible, but Ryan Fitzpatrick doing magic on stage at the end was amazing. That was hilarious. 
as late as week nine of last season, this team was still tied for the division lead, which is incredible to look back on now. Um, and then things fell apart. They went from competing for a title to missing the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. If that wasn't bad enough, then 2018 came, come, came around. Things look extremely bleak. They will struggle to win games, but unlike other cellar dwellers in the league history, Steam actually has a pretty deep roster of usable fantasy assets, just zero top-tier players. However, their 2018 draft class does look promising, highlighted by Christian Kirk, Josh Rosen, Naeem Hines, Trey Kwan Smith, and Jordan Akins. This season will be a struggle for a team that has never see the, seen themselves out of the playoff picture with a couple of shrewd midseason trades could potentially start to rebuild the once-dominant franchise. Projected win total, one and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to take the under on that. Yeah. It's it's going to be rough, as soon, especially as soon as they start selling off pieces. Um, the worst record we've ever seen was 1-12, which was Scott's first season, and that's going to be rivaled for sure. Moving on, we have youth movement. Since the ownership change, this franchise has gone 5-21. and 21. But last year was a step in the right direction, including a couple of fantastic trades, netting them one of the best wide receiver cores in the league, led by Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and Juju Smith. However, right as things began to look up for 2018, two of the team's most important contributors, Hunter Henry and Darius Geis, suffered season-ending injuries. They should still be competitive in 2018, but the lofty goals they set for themselves before the season seem a bit out of reach now. Projected win total, four. I think I'd probably take the over. He's just got a lot of depth and and a lot of ability to, if he wants to go out and make a move to add a running back, maybe he can go do it. Yeah, I don't know about depth. His starting running back core is going to be Dalvin Cook, Giovanni Bernard, Theo Riddick, or Latavius Murray. Yeah, he really needs a third third strong back to go with uh, Cook and whoever the second one you said was. Geo. Geo. Geo's a fine fantasy asset. Yeah, you don't really want him starting, but he's a good spot guy. He's been a top uh like top twenty four running back for like the last three. Yeah, you've said that. That's crazy. I I don't think of him like that. I, I don't eat no one does, and that's why he always falls so far in drafts, but every year it's just because of his PPR ability, he's just able to he's good. I I'm gonna I'm looking forward to him to him being uh in the Patriots backfield next year. <laughs> rushing for like 600 yards and catching a thousand yards and scoring 25 touchdowns. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take the under on all those, but that's fair. 25 <laughs> touchdowns on 600 yards is pretty incredible. Well, a thousand receiving yards too. I said, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he's a supercharged Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Well, Rex Burkhead is a supercharged Rex Burkhead. Praise the Lord. He's the opposite of Brashad Perryman. Um, so then we'll move on to title odds, which should we start from the top or the bottom? Uh, whatever you want. All right. With the worst odds in the league, I have the Fitzmagic at a hundred to one. I don't even, I wouldn't even take those odds. It would need to be like 500 to one. I have post Mahomes at 25 to one. I have Youth Movement at 20 to 1. The Luckness Monsters at 16 to 1. Nuclear Options at 14 to 1. Jimmy Jesus of Suburbia at 10 to 1. 
Saskatchewan Rough Riders at eight to one. The Swans five to one. Sorry for partying four and a half to one. And the Abusement Park at two to one. Thoughts? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's your season preview. I thought I would come up with something more fun than that, but um, I didn't. And the season's here. Thank God. I know. Just a few days. We're so close. It's going to be great. And with that said, we have a slate of games to look forward to. Um, the first game we're going to look at is Youth Movement versus OOO Fitzmagic. Uh, the Fitzmagic lead this uh, all-time series three games to two. But I think this is a good chance for both teams really to get a win. Um, obviously, I think Scott is a big favorite, but – I like Austin's running back core better than Scott's for week one. Yeah, and, and plus uh, Austin has the, the benefit of Fitzpatrick actually in a position to play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although, as of right now, he's not starting him, but that could change. Who are his uh, quarterbacks? Sam Bradford and Dak Prescott. Mm. Against Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson. Might be the biggest mismatch. <laughs> On the slate. Um, But, I mean, if Jamal Williams, Peyton Barber, and Isaiah Crowell are not shabby running backs, and if all three of them, like, have weeks, like, I think you could legitimately see an upset here. What, uh, what's the flea flea flicker projection? 150 to 96. However, Scott doesn't have Dalvin Cook in, which I'm not sure why, because he put Luke Wilson in already. And... Austin still has Dan Bailey in, who's projected for zero. So I think the projections are yeah, probably going to be – A little different on kickoff. A little different, but probably like 155 to 105. So I think Scott's probably like a 50-point favorite. Whew. That's a big spread. Yeah, it is. Um, so I think we're going to pick every game this year and see who does better. So I'm assuming you're going to start off with Scott – uh yeah we, you know what we should do um i don't know if this is part of what you're doing right now but we should just keep track of the flea flicker projections and yeah uh and like and look back at it either every week or at least at the end of the season yeah that's cool like uh see how do you want do you want to pick against that total or just have that projection no just like keep on, it on the sheet just keep an idea of it so we can like we could track it to see how close their projections are Okay, and I'll take the projections and put them in at kickoff, so it's a little bit closer. Yeah, and we to actual because people haven't really yeah, set their lineups, their yet. lineups and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna take Scott as well, so we're both on Scott here. Um, then we have you. Sorry for partying against Nuclear Options, which is a big game because with Matt fully healthy and. I think his biggest issue is depth. I think this is his best chance to knock off a division favorite. Not only that, but he has Phillip Rivers against Kansas City's garbage pass defense. Right. Not only that, but Keenan Allen too. Right. I mean, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take. I think I'm gonna take Matt. 
It's the, um, what is the flea flicker? It's like one sixty six. One sixty four to one fifty five. There you go. Um, pretty close. This is, I mean, it's going to start off hot on Thursday night with you having a jai and him having Zach Ertz, and, uh, and then it won't be decided until Monday night, I'm sure, because you have Todd Gurley in the last game and he has Marshawn in the last game. Thanks. That'll be this will be a fun matchup. So it should be pretty exciting there at the end. But I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to try and try and get a game up on you. Um, so then after that, we have Andy, the Luckness Monsters, against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. What do you got for this one? What uh, What's the, the spread? I mean, I don't know who I'm picking. I'm just, let's have this be the order. Like, you say the spread, and then we'll make our picks. The Luckness Monsters are projected for 146.4 points. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are projected for 145.8. Then I will take uh, the upset. I'll go with Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy also doesn't have Odell Beckham in. Ah. And Andy has Marquise Lee, who's projected for zero. The question and is... Jim- Jimmy obviously hasn't touched his roster <laughs> hey, because... Will Jimmy even even get his lineup updated by kickoffs? Who knows? <laughs> I might just have to cut Jimmy's five best players and let us all have shots at Odell and Le'Veon Bell. Which is another interesting talking point is Jimmy might not have Le'Veon Bell for week one. Right. He's almost, which would be huge. Even if he does have him, he's almost certainly not going to be his normal Right. He only got, I think, self. in week one last year, he only got like 13 touches or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Jimmy, too, because even if Le'Veon can't play, he gets to plug in Royce Freeman or Alfred Morris, and that's yeah. not a drop-off really at yeah. all. Yep. Well, it, um, it is, but – Right, but not as bad as a lot of teams in the league would be. Right. Um, then we have Jimmy Jesus of Suburbia, which just makes me mad every time I have to say it at this point. It's such a terrible name. Going from used car dealership, which is pretty good to that, is terrible. Um, but Jimmy Jesus of Suburbia against Post Mahomes, and the spread on this one is another close one. It's Jimmy Jesus, 138.6 to Post Mahomes, 138.4. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, I will go with Sam. I think I'm going to go with Sam as well. And Sam has a chance to get out to a hot start with Aguilar Thursday night and Jake Elliott. But, uh, um, and then I think it's not going to come down until Monday night either because Sam's got Golden Tate and Amari Cooper on Monday night, and Josh has uh, Robert Woods, and uh, if he's starting him, Doug Martin, which I'm not sure why he would. Also, Josh has about 17 quarterbacks and is going to play Eli Manning against Jacksonville, it looks like. And <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> so I think we both have Sam there. And then finally, the game of the weekend which I'm not just saying this because it's me, but it is the Swans against the Abusement Park. Uh, projected score is the Abusement Park 188 to 164, which are the two highest projections on the weekend. And give off some of the top, your, each of your top players and their matchups. Okay. Uh, he's got Drew Brees at home against Tampa Bay. Mm. He's got Matt Ryan on Thursday night. Uh, 
unfortunately, he's going to have to start Austin Eckler as his third running back because uh, Marlon Max hurt, and he has Alshon hurt as well. So, um, but he he's got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on Thursday night. Um, my guys who should have big games are Antonio Brown against the Browns, um, Roethlisberger against the Browns, AJ Green against the Colts. Um, yeah, I have Devonta Freeman on Thursday night. So depending on whether the Atlanta pass game or run game works, it'll be interesting to see how we start out. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you uh, in, in this week one matchup. I'm going to go with myself as well. Did we uh, name for everything except my game? Yeah, your game is the only game we picked differently. Well, here we go. And um, week one starts Thursday. Get excited. Oh, one more house clean thing. I think we should start um, the Wild West of free agency at 9 p.m. Eastern, just like you said. And I'll put that in the group me because that, that's a better idea with people out of work. Yeah, I agree. I didn't want to wake up at 6 a.m. so I could add uh, Kevin Hogan. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now give us the woo to go out on. Woo! All right. Next time we'll talk, we'll have a week in the books. And we'll be in person. Oh, we will. That's right. I guess we won't have a week in the books, but we'll be in person. All right. All right. Let's go. Bye. Bye.